1: That's sure. am
2: saibu mano
3: in Uma Mitzvahs you can even do in stores.
4: Find them on an airplane. Find some on a big train.
5: Everywhere
4: you go, you can find more.
5: Hi there, it's me, Uncle Moishi. Do you know that mitzvahs can be found anywhere and everywhere?
6: Moishi, Moishi, Moishi. I wanna sit on
4: Szema się mekra, a w ugody ne lopienu, a zuka mi panou, ki holda ni szpa, me
0: JM in the AM. Good morning and welcome to 91.1 FM. 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world in the web. JM in the AM dot ORG. Ha, Zenu. I got hooked, I got back, I got hooked back into that song yesterday from the Moshab band. From the CD Dancing in a Dangerous World. Uncle Maishi, uh, had the Opening selection of Volume 18. Rock B'yacha done by Benny Friedman. Ma'ashiv, brand new from Yehuda Green. The Weiner Brothers, brand new with the title track to ain't alum Haba. Ellie Marcus, brand new with She'i Bane. And Regesh, Modani, opening things up. And we say good morning. J.M. in the AM at 27 minutes before 7 o'clock. I'll tell you about the weather. I'll tell you about the... Uh, uh, the big Shabbos we have coming up, believe it or not, the Dolid Parshios, the four big Parshas, believe it or not, start this Shabbos. I didn't even realize that. Uh, it hit me a day or two ago that we're already entering that time of year. Anyway, all that coming up. Keep it here at JM in the AM.
4: The harp and the lyre, praise him with the timbrel and dance around, I said, praise him with the guitar, fiddle or the pipe, praise him with the sound of a crashing cymbal, cymbal crashing so loud, everything that breathes, let him praise Hashem, and we all sing hallelujah, oh, oh.
1: Chagoyel, loisimikora, yivarech eshani arim. Hayama, chagoyel, loisimikora, yivarech Be care ever I the I
0: In the AM, good morning. It's ninety-one point one FM, ninety point one FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at ninety-one point nine on the FM dial. Achanan oh, Baruch with Hamalach. You heard Halaluka, done by Diaspora. Hagomel was David Gabay to open up that three-song set here at JM in the AM. Friday morning on this February the thirteenth, day twenty-four in the month of Shabbat, the year five seven seven five. Hard to believe, but the month of Adar is right around the corner. And I mean right around the corner. We'll have to pull out some of our Adar comedy segments very soon. It's Erev Shabbos Parsha's Mishpatim, Erev Shabbos Shkulim. That's right, we take out two Torahs tomorrow. And the first of the four special parshios, Shkulim, is read tomorrow. Candle lighting at 5.06 on this era of Shabbos. 5.06. That may be, that may be a minute or two early, but we'll call it for 5.06. Don't want to go against the official calendar that we have here. Well, Ben bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Rosh Chodesh Adar will be Thursday and Friday. Thursday and Friday. Rosh Chodesh here at JM in the AM. Make sure to be tuned in. We will no doubt. Start incorporating some of our Adar Classics into our show this coming Thursday. This weekend is President's Day weekend. We are here between 6 and 9 this coming Monday. A lot of people are off. We are here. Make sure to join us. We uh, are anticipating having a very special guest this coming Monday that will enlighten us even more so than we have been the last few weeks about the uh, Big Deer Shoe celebration that's happening Next month, a program called Daf Yomi Baha Nine degrees. The wind chill is at minus three. Fifty, oh yeah, I'm very happy about this. Fifty-five percent humidity, winds in northwest seven miles an hour. Sunny today with a high of 23. Then tonight, mostly clear, low temperature 13. Wow, it's going to be 13 tonight. Tomorrow afternoon snow. With a high temperature of 39 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 48 with rain coming down. Um, We're at 9 with a wind chill of minus 3. On Sunday night, they're talking about Sunday night being the coldest it's been in the New York area in 20 years. Sunday night, the official temperature is supposed to be 3 degrees. I don't know what the wind chill is going to be. The official temperature is scheduled to be three degrees on Sunday night. So. Yeah, all-star weekend's gonna be a cold all-star weekend in New York. That's true. I never thinking of it. People coming in from everywhere and it's gonna be a really cold one. JM and the AM, here's Yankee Lemmer.
1: اتنفس او رحم الله او 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 رحم الله your am of the so I want to be with you. Fear. me, We No! <laughs>
0: J.M. and the AM, it's Chaz and Yanki Lemmer on a Friday morning broadcast. Speaking of Friday morning, Naomi Nachman is coming up after Jam in the AM with an amazing live Friday morning uh, program called Table for Two, live from Gourmet Glot in Cedarhurst from 9 a.m. until 10.30. Stop by on Spruce Street in Cedarhurst at Gourmet Glot. There will be uh, plenty of special guests, demonstrations, giveaways. You can hear the whole thing on our stream at jmtheam.org. You can watch the whole thing on our site at com. Starts at 9 a.m. right after J.M. and the A.M. this morning. Should be a lot of fun. Naomi Nachman shows always are a lot of fun. Yadid Nefesh was done by Chazen Yanki Lemmer. Got a great call from Yitzi Fuchs a moment ago from the uh, Don't You Feel Old department. Uh, he just became a grandfather. Want to wish a Mazel Tov to the Fuchs family, the extended family. He has a a brand-new granddaughter, and that is pretty amazing. We say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Friday morning on this Erev Shabbos, Parshas Mishpatim, Erev Shabbos Shkullim, candle lighting at 5.06 on this Erev Shabbos, 5.06. We'll bench the uh, month of Adar, bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Rosh Chodesh will be Thursday and Friday. And President's Day weekend is coming up. We're here uh, Monday through Friday of next week. Make sure to be tuned in. Malcolm Holmline will be joining us. He is live in Austria. He is live in Vienna. And um, that's happening at 7.40 this morning. About 40 minutes from now, he'll join us from Europe. And we'll go through the weekly update, the events of this week. And there's so much to talk about, of course. Uh, so Malcolm Holmline from Europe, from Vienna, coming up. And he'll join us about 7.40 Eastern time this morning right here at JM in the AM. A special hello and good morning or good afternoon, whatever the case may be, to our friends who are tuned in on the NSN app. It is an amazing and effective way, a very effective way to tune in and listen in every single day or whenever you want to listen into to JM in the AM and our great programming on the stream. Uh, the NSN app for Android and iPhone also gives you the opportunity, the ability to comment on the show as it's going on. So feel free to do so. We see the comments right in front of us. And when a response is necessary or called for, we try to do that. Not always possible, but we do try. And comments that you make on other programs. For instance, someone was uh, tuned into the uh, Jew in the City program uh, last night. At about 11.30, commented on the app in special uh, in regard to that show. And uh, sure enough, we see it right here on the list in front of us. So if you have the NSN app, feel free to engage with us by commenting on the app as we uh, present our JM in the AM radio program. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world in the web, org. Golly, it's in the background. News from Israel coming up. Lots of news happening, and we'll do the weekly update and go through some of the news of this week with Malcolm Homeline who's going to join us. Get an opportunity to... Uh, explore some of the things that have been going on this week. Reminder, tomorrow night it's going to be Avrami hosting Saturday Night Seagull starting at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on the stream. Reminder that on Sunday morning, Matas puts together an amazing show. Remember what we always say, if it's Sunday, it must be JM Sunday. Matas and JM Sunday is live on our stream at jmnam.org beginning at 7 o'clock on Sunday morning. Make sure to be tuned in and make sure to like the J.M. Sunday page on Facebook so you're up to date on every post that goes on uh, starting after Shabbos until uh, the conclusion of Sunday's show. That's J.M. Sunday on Facebook. Al Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Friday. Follows next, we say Boquertou from J.M. and M. כלי צהל לשעה שתיים, כאן שיבל
7: קרמי מנסור עם מה עכשיו. בעקבות דרישת היועץ המשפטי לממשלה, ראש הממשלה, בנימין נתניהו, נסוג מהתערבותו בפרס ישראל. כל השינויים שערך במבנה של ועדת השופטים מבוטלים. כתבתנו אילאיל איל שחר.
3: היועצית המשפטית במשרד ראש הממשלה, שלומית ברניה, השיבה למכתבו של ויינשטיין, והודיעל שנתניהו מכבד את הנחיית היועץ ולא יעסוק במינוי שופטים במהלך תקופת הבח אם יבחר לראשות הממשלה, נתניהו מתכוון להקים ועדה לגיבוש קריטריונים למינוי שופטים לפרס, אבל הם כבר לא יכו לו על חבריה הוועדה בשנה הנוכחית.
7: למרות החלטת נתניהו ואף על פי שנשיא המדינה ביקש מהמעמדים הפורשים לחזור ולהתמודד, הסופר סמי מיכאל שהסיר את מעמדותו לפרס דבק בעמדתו.
5: הספרות הישראלית עברה תלתלה מיותרת ומבישה בעקבות ההתרפשיות אחרונות. בעבירה האחורה שנוצרה... אני לא was the first to be able to get the money אני the Israelis to דרך יותר,
7: שר החינוך לשעבר הרב שי פירון מיש עתיד מברך על ההתפתחויות בפרשה.
4: היועץ המשפטי לממשלה הציל את פרס ישראל. ההחלטה הנבונה שהוא קיבל היום מחזירה לפרס את מקומו האובייקטיבי והגדול. בכך במוצאי יום העצמאות נזכה כולנו להשתתף בטקס מרגש שבו יונקו פרסים לענקי הרוח, המדע והמחשבה בישראל, ללא מעורבות של
7: פוליטיקאים. ר ave אמריקני שנתי צار לפני ארבעה חודשים בחשד שצילם שש נשים במיכו בירום חשוד כהה that תיệt כח יותר מ- מאה נשים כתבנו אמיר קידron ר ave בاري פרוינדל משאיה אחריה לא גיור באחד האזרחים האורתודוקסי הגדולים בארצות הברית נעצר באוקטובר בחשד מצלמות במקלחות של נשים שבאו בבית הכנסת שלו שוטרים המאורבים בחקירה מרו לא פוסט כי ה- ינציח קומית לאתר את האנשים המצולמות ולגבות מהן עדות בפרשייה נזק האוויר מתל אביב צפון הגשמים לסירוגין בחרמון שלג בשעות הבאות התפשט הגשם עד לצפון הנגב ויחלש רק במוצאי השבת מפלס הכינרת בעלייה מעד כן כתבנו גיא ורון
4: הגשם והשלג לא מפסיקים לרדת בצפון בצפון רמת הגולן כבר נמדדו 25 סנטימטרים של שלג והזרנה בנחלים מתחזקת הכינרת אולה בסנטימטר וחצי מאז שוד הבוקר וברח בשלימה ליה של שבע סנטימטרים מאז תחילה מארחת ביום רביעי.
7: ולקיום למין והונקו פרסאי ה텔ויזיה הישראלית. ימazesחים שקבור וקצרו כתבתו אנושיתה הגדאס נקרא. ה parliament שרק יש את הקטיפה של פרסים
5: בין השדרה הקומית ה-TV, התסריט ה-TV, והפתקנים והפתקניות ה-TV, ה-
3: Shikohan של יתור ליב, אדיומית תובב ביטר זכה
5: בתואר דבורי אינטר של הוט ובופרתם תוכנית היגוחה תובב ביטר זכה קובי מיידן הנחוצתי ישראל בעורצ ראשון תעילה <אח> זככה
7: אלה חדשות שאורכת נעמה שוחט בצוות הודיה קוסלובסקי ואבי כהן
1: il veso ai O que é um, que Ma شاء me машоват е имам Hey, Paul. Yeah.
0: selection from Shlomo Katz. <laughs> ben schenker before that with Machado D. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, both Parsha's Mishpatim and Shabbos Shkolem, or Parsha's Shkolem coming up. Candle lighting at 5.06. We'll bench Rosh Chodesh Adar. Rosh Chodesh will be Thursday and Friday. Two-day Rosh Chodesh, Thursday and Friday, as we already, believe it or not, this coming week, introduce the month of Adar. It's so hard to believe that time is just flying by. Boy, oh boy. Uh, President's Day weekend coming up. We're here on Monday right here at jm Make sure to be tuned in, no matter whether you have the day off or not. So it seems, based on my research, that alternate side of the street parking regulations are in fact suspended in New York today. That can be very helpful to a lot of people. It looks like they are suspended, yeah. Nine degrees, the wind chill at minus three, sunny today with a high of 23. It's supposed to be the coldest in 20 years in New York on Sunday night. Get ready for it. Oh, gosh, that means when, uh, Monday morning, the legal holiday morning is really going to be cold. Oh, boy. What can you do? JM and the AM on this era of Shabbos. Malcolm Honeline live from Austria coming up at 7.40 this morning. Just about 20 minutes from now. We'll talk about the events of this week. Naomi Nachman is live at 9 o'clock. Head on out to Gourmet Glot on Spruce Street in Cedarhurst. Naomi Nachman is doing her show from there today. She's got plenty of special guests. Whole bunch of stuff going on. <clears throat> Let's see. According to the, um, according to the official flyer for the event, the live Webcast of Table for Two with Naomi Nachman will include fo- food and wine tastings, a cooking demo, food sample giveaways, Dahlia Abraham Klein, author of Spiritual Needing, Chef Aviva Friedman of The Loft, Shifra Klein of Joy of Kosher, Seth Levitt of Abels and Hyman. They're all going to be together with the Aussie Gourmet Naomi Nachman at 9 o'clock this morning until 10.30 at Gourmet Glot on Spruce Street in Cedarhurst. Stop by. Enjoy. She always does an incredible show. More coming up. This is JM and the AM.
3: Gail, go, go, hura go, 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 I'm a little noega, no the I'm the a a ma a I'm to
4: Ya im Shahab so'in shab so'in yo Muhammadin Shaymonro Shaymonro vazar
0: ixrof Zimra with uh, A.B. Rottenberg and company, and Manuha Vesimcha on that one. <laughs> uh, check out, if you have an opportunity, if you're, if you're at all interested in um, the perspective of people who've just recently moved to Israel, in this case, somebody who moved from Florida to Israel, check out the Times of Israel. On their blog, they have um, an article written by Keith Brooks, Keith Brooks. And um the the article essentially is uh entitled Making Aliyah. It's a little bit of a uh it's a little bit different. It says Making Aliyah question mark. Think about these excuses. And he addresses all the excuses that everybody has regarding moving to Israel. Very interesting article. And a uh an article that has a very, very cool ending, in my opinion. Anyway, it's the Times of Israel blog, Keith Brooks on Making Aliyah. We should post that. Try to post it right now, in fact, to my uh, Facebook update page, simply entitled Nahum Siegel Network. So check that out in about a minute or so uh, here at, uh, well... In this case, on Facebook. J.M. in the AM at 29 minutes after 7 o'clock. Malcolm Holmlein from Vienna, Austria, coming up. Candle lighting at 5.06 later today. And we'll bench Rosh The two-day Rosh Adar will be Thursday and Friday. This is Ari Goldwag at J.M. in the AM. the greater of Shlomo Kalbach, of course. Malcolm Homeline is in Vienna, Austria. We're going to make contact with him in the next few minutes, and then we'll start the weekly update coming up at JM and the AM, so uh, make sure to stay tuned in if you're listening from around the world. We thank you for doing so. Uh, again, candlelighting at 5.06 on this Erev Shabbos, parshas Mishpatim and Erev Shabbos shkolim We'll bench Rosh Adar Thursday and Friday is Rosh Chodesh. We'll bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Thursday and Friday is Rosh Chodesh. Nine degrees, the wind chill at minus three. More coming up. This is JM in the AM.
2: This now
1: Hush it have... Kate, you know, so give me the dual He'll be right me He'll
8: of the
0: collection entitled A Shabbos with the Werdigers, Mordechai Ben David and Company with that Baruch Kel Elion here at JM in the AM. We are awaiting a connection to a Malcolm Holm line. As soon as we're able to establish that, we will uh, speak with him from uh, Vienna, Austria, coming up at JM in the AM.
1: I'm so I'm nei, good, am so
8: That's
0: Amram Adar with that rendition of Boi V'Shalom. Erev Shabbos Parshas Mishpatim, also Erev Shabbos Shkalom with candle lighting at 506. On this Erev Shabbos, we'll bench Rosh tomorrow. Rosh Chodesh Adar will be Thursday and Friday. As we've been mentioning, Malcolm honline is in Austria. He is in Vienna. That is where the conference leadership mission is, and uh, he'll speak with us from there in just a second. Malcolm honline is executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, joins us Fridays for the weekly update here at JM in the AM. As we said, Malcolm honline is in Vienna as we speak on this Friday, Mister Honline, welcome back to JM in the AM.
5: Uh, it's good to be with you. I feel like I should be answering in German, <laughs> but I'm here in the Hofburg Palace, about to meet the Chancellor and his uh, his minions. But it's a great introduction to being on JM in the AM.
0: <laughs> we'll prepare you for the encounter. <laughs> um, how is how has the mission gone so far? For me. How has it gone so far, the mission to Vienna? Amazingly. And
5: uh, we've had uh, meetings at the IAEA, which were very, very important, very timely. That is the International Atomic Energy Agency, which governs the negotiations, the inspections with Iran. We've had at the OSCE, which is the international body dealing with anti-Semitism. We've had uh, meetings with the organizations dealing with terrorism, as well as government officials here in Austria and members of the Jewish community. We just met immigrants coming from Iran.
0: So it's been very fascinating. Some of the things you describe in the context of history are pretty unbelievable when you think about it. Um, All these years later, this is where uh, you're having conferences and discussions about anti-Semitism. This is where you're having discussions about uh, the future of the free world, as you mentioned, the IEA. Um, if, you, if you think back just to the uh, uh, the period of World War II, you're in a place where barely a synagogue survived Kristallnacht, where barely a small percentage of the Jewish population even survived the war, and this is what it's like years later.
5: It's a thought that crosses every single person's mind. You cannot help but think about what took place here, and the change also in Austria. I used to find it very difficult to come here because the attitude was, we were victims. You know, We, we were like the Jews, we were the first victims. Now there is a much greater willingness, especially in the heart of younger people and the government to confront the evils that took place here, their responsibility, and, you know, there's still reluctance on the part of many. And uh, a willingness to, a desire to be in the forefront of the battle against anti-Semitism, which seems here to be less prevalent than what we know in France, Germany, even England, certainly Brussels and Holland. Uh, the Jews here tell us that uh, that the government has been very responsive to security needs, to other uh Issues the Muslim population here, while very large, about 350,000, it doesn't seem to have been as radicalized and touched by the trends in Europe, although the Jewish community here is very alert, very aware, and preparing. And I think that's the key. It's not to create panic, but to put in place the steps so that the Jews who live here can live in safety. And who want to leave should do so in an orderly way. right.
0: Well, we wish you continued success on Shabbat in Austria and, of course, with the rest of the mission. Malcolm Honline, live from Vienna, Austria, Friday morning. It's J.M. and A.M. A couple of items from this side of the world first. Um, there are many who are upset, and I'm sure you've been following uh, through the media and social media the way many have reacted to how the president has portrayed those who were murdered at the kosher supermarket in um, in Paris, uh, random folks uh, who are you know, gunned down in a, in a deli in Paris. And we know what the reaction's been, and I think the reaction of the White House to the reaction has been even worse. What could you tell us about the way the president portrayed this and the reaction to it out there?
5: Well, I have to tell you that in Europe, people are looking at it in complete uh, amazement. The language and then the initial responses later clarified much more so, uh, but the initial responses seem to compound the problem, you know, saying, well, he only meant that they, they don't know their names or they don't name them by name. I mean, that is not a random killing. And they have, of course, since labeled it as face and anything. But coming on the, you know, the failure to visit, to participate in the Paris conference and the uh, some of the other things that have taken place, you end up with this compounded uh, concern and uh uh, and I will tell you that it's reflected here by non-Jews as well, who express their amazement at uh, you know asking us to explain what what is really happening.
0: Is it in the best interest of the president of the United States? Is there an advantage internationally to to what seems to be constantly downplay the Jewish targeted role in all of this? Is this just one example? Of how the president likes to downplay the fact that, uh, in most cases it is Jews that are being targeted?
5: I don't know that the president, uh, that. that there, are, there are two aspects to it. One, certainly in this case, it was uh, a very blatant statement, whether it was intentional or prepared. I, I don't know. We don't know yet. But, uh, it, it's also the failure to be, to, to recognize and to state, to name the perpetrators. To identify them with radical Islam, it, it is uh, something that many government officials here who do say it, and they and you know when they say it the first times we were like taken aback because we're so unused to it that people will actually say that the perpetrators were Muslims and that 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 radical Islam Islamists are responsible for not all, but for much of the of the anti-Semitic attacks that have taken place in parts of Europe. Right. Uh, and I think that, it, that it's really essential that we that you name names, that you shame, that you uh, are able then to identify, and because of that, you can start isolating it. it, it look, I agree not all Muslims should be blamed for, it, but that's why you have to identify who's responsible, and you have to hold them to account, and those who aid and abet them, and those who support them. And there is a reluctance, not just to be Jews, but in general, when we... Um, talk about some of the country, you know, Arab leaders, others who, who raised with us why the United States is reluctant to take on the housings in Yemen or, the, or the, in Syria to taking on some of the ISIS um, uh, and other groups who are active there. We bombed al-Qaeda in Yemen, and we did hit ISIS in, in the Kobani area, but there's a general seems to be a, a general reluctance where Iran's interests are involved, maybe because they want to see what happens with the negotiations. They don't want to undermine them. But there are long-term interests and long-term stakes involved in all of this. And it's imperative that we have real clarity when addressing this. It's not something yeah. you can deal with in peripheral ways. If you don't go to the core and hone in and... Get to the source of it and be willing to say and that's why much of Europe today ignored it or chose to turn a blind eye to the problems of the foreign fighters. Now, every meeting, this issue comes up because they don't have a solution to it. Right. The French uh, security said that it takes 10 guys for, to monitor every single one of the returning soldiers. And he said, I don't have enough to monitor a thousand of these uh, terrorists who went to the, or people who went to. Syria and are coming back as trained terrorists, let alone thousands more in all of Europe. Second, the, the, these are they are doing much more training on the Internet. We have to find ways to, to stop it to, without sacrificing freedom of speech. But I will tell you here in Europe, they're wrestling with that issue. They're trying to find a way to deal with it because they recognize that if you leave it, this cancer to grow, it's going to engulf them all. It's moving quickly enough as it is.
0: It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM Dial Broadcasting Live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Malcolm Homeline is in Vienna. All right, let's move on to the uh, to the topic of the week. It seems like it's the topic of the week every week these days, uh, and that's the uh, proposed March 3rd speech in Washington. So the Vice President of the United States has announced that he will not be at the Netanyahu presentation if he, in fact, does address uh, the joint session of Congress. Were you surprised by this announcement from the Vice President?
5: The Vice President usually doesn't announce his meetings, his travel, Uh, So six weeks in advance, usually not even two weeks in advance. So I was surprised. Um, Obviously, it's part of the effort to send a message uh, to Netanyahu. Um, I hope that this genie can be put back in the bottle. The prime minister has made a decision now. He decided to go with his decision to make. Uh, I know that there are many members who are expressing their views one way or another. I hope that this was all settled down, that they will give the Prime Minister a chance to hear his voice and his message in whatever form they decide and have whatever format they decide on ultimately. Uh, he is going to be speaking this coming week to the President's Conference uh, as we come, when we are in Israel, and we'll be making a significant address on this very topic, so I think people should listen and see what he has to say there, um, what? The, the unfortunate uh, byplay of all of this and listening to European leaders assess it uh, gives you a different perspective about uh, something we warned about a long time, and that is there should not be public disputes between the United States and Israel because enemies of both countries exploit it and the friends of both countries don't understand it and are trying to interpret it, and are looking for other meaning and other... uh, And when the New York Times uh, and the Washington Post came out and said that, in fact, they had been notified before, they hadn't been notified, you know, whether there, in fact, was a breach of protocol, obviously there were mistakes made, but uh, I think right now the focus has to be on the common interests. We're coming to a critical, critical stage in the Iran negotiations, it's not a matter of, of months. It may matter of days when we'll know if, in fact, this talks will continue, if, in fact, there, there is a, an agreement that some have muted. The inspectors and people we spoke to say they think that there are significant differences still and are not uh, at all confident that there will be uh, an agreement. And the I think that they're all looking at the global situation and saying, Now that Iran's role, despite all of the leeway we have given them, uh, continues to be an aggressive one, needs to be their nuclear uh, program. And the response that we all anticipated is now starting when Russia is building nuclear reactors for Egypt to generate electricity. But it's the beginning, and you will see many others. Who now see the the trend and are not going to be left behind? Do you get so Saudi Arabia, the UAE, many others will be in the, in the same business.
0: Do you get suspicious when you have a week like this, where it seems, at least based on the media reports, that Iran is a little bit more enthusiastic about reaching a deal than they have been in the past? more enthusiastic it seems that iran according to the media reports is more enthusiastic about reaching a deal this week than we've read about in the past you become sus- even more suspicious about iran when you read that
5: no because they, they as many positive statements they issue as many negative statements and they keep sending mixed signals that is traditionally how they do things <clears throat> they will cheat on the deal there is no european i spoke to who doesn't agree that they will cheat uh, we know what we know, but as the inspectors kept telling us and the people in IAEA and elsewhere, we don't know what we don't know. And we know that in the past they've had clandestine facilities. So they may be willing to cut back on certain aspects, you know, of the 20% in rich uranium because it's a far less significance today. They have stood still in their demands, and the West keeps moving. We started, if you remember, in the original Security Council resolutions, there was supposed to be zero enrichment. Then it became 500, then a thousand, then the 2,000. Now 4,000, 6,000. Now we're talking about 7,000, maybe more. Centrifuges that will be left active. That's enough to build a bomb. And the the fact is that they will be able to proclaim that they got what they wanted. We we know that they that the ballistic missile capacity, the weaponization is not covered by the agreement. The research and development is not covered by the agreement. And the aspects that are whether it's the a, Iraq a plant, the Fordo plant, we're already seeing those demands supposedly watered down. Now, again, we don't know the full extent of the negotiations, what's happening, because it's all being done behind closed doors. But people who were present at the Munich conference where the sideline talks took place said that the general mood was skepticism that a deal could be reached. And that has consequences, too. If there is no deal, what's the next step? What happened to the sanctions? What happened... to to our European allies. As long as it's Iran that that sabotages it and Iran is seen as responsible, then I think um, there there will be a unified response. We have to look also at Iran's increasing aggressiveness in the region. We have more information now about this Unit 190, which is uh, providing weaponry in the Middle East. We know that their ships were caught trying to bring weapons to Gaza, the, the, the increased activities with Hezbollah, especially on Israel's northern border, and uh, they constructed explosive devices, and, um, and, and then you had suicide attack car bombs prepared by the Syrian security in, in public places. The iran Revolutionary Guard doesn't do it just on their own volition. We see that the further developments in Yemen, where they've taken over the capital, took all of the Americans and pulled out of our embassy, as did others, the how things took over the weapons and the cars we left behind and the other material we left behind, as has been the, the situation before, and and they look at this whole situation in the Middle East and you see the reign of terror that Jordan moves the troops to the Iraqi border, carries out what 60 or more airstrikes already, and all over the world we're seeing the copies of the of ISIS or IS. Now, uh, groups, uh, whether it's beheading Sinai tribesmen or, in you know, Australia planning for, for attacks, and you know that you, the nexus of all of this is Iran. And, and knowing that addressing Iran collectively will, is the only way that we can assure, is the only way we can assure that this stuff doesn't grow more and more and become more serious in the, in the coming months. Iran is never going to stop this aggressive behavior, and I, I could give you a dozen examples just over the last week about the kind of things that that are uh, taking part, that in which they are taking part, and um, and especially disturbing to me is about uh, Hezbollah taking uh, the, a greater and greater role in the fighting in the Golan, in the Golan area, um, and and wanting to replace some of the rebel groups that are are stationed there.
0: With with with. with With all, with all that, with all that, it it would seem logical for President Obama and others in Washington to basically say, you know what? It's time to just make a deal. Any deal. Because you're describing that no matter what deal happens, it's likely going to be a bad one. It's likely going to be violated by the Iranians. Do you think there's that type of pressure in the back rooms in Washington now that we must come out of this period of time, February and March, with any type of deal?
5: Any type of deal will be a capitulation and only assure that Iran will increase its activities, will endanger more countries and more regimes, and that when we
0: talk about it the next time, we're going to be talking about a far more serious situation. But do you suspect that that's what's going on? That there are people in the administration? You do suspect that's what's going on. Let's just get any deal, any type of deal, and get it done. No.
5: There are people who say, get a deal and then the implementation, we'll worry about this, we'll worry about that. It will not work if the strict regulations are not in place with enforcements, with punishments, with sanctions. And most of all, true transparency. We don't even have the manpower to do all the inspections necessary. IA has the technical capacity. I think the people there, the leadership there has become much more honest and forthright about what's going on in, in Iran they uh, are in doing inspections every single day, many inspections. Um, but again, it's about the known facilities and only what Iran has let them see. So there, any deal has to incorporate both the punishments. And it'll certainly have incentives. They'll, they'll talk about reducing sanctions, etc. because Iran won't go into a deal otherwise. But if we yield on these fundamental points and Iran stands still and says, we emerge from all of the negotiations, all the threats, all the sacrifices that have been made, it will mean that this regime will become much tougher, more, uh, more aggressive, and only to see the weakness of the West proven once again.
0: Malcolm Holmein is with us from Vienna, Austria. I've got to go back for a second to Bibi's speech for a moment, especially because you're, you're um, uh, spending a lot of time with Jewish leaders at the moment and we're watching uh, you know people like Abe Foxman on one side of the issue and people like Ellie Wiesel on on the other side of the issue uh, what do you think the percentage of uh, uh American jury how they fall in terms of the proposed Netanyahu presentation to Congress if we if we go along voting lines the way people traditionally in this country from the Jewish community you know the way they fall in terms of uh, politics politically uh, you'd have to assume that 70 to 80% do not want BB delivering this speech at the United States Congress. Do you think that's accurate, or do you think it's much more split down the middle?
5: I would venture to say it's split down the middle. I think that uh, people are worried about Iran. Do you want to hear what he has to say? I'm sure there are many who are very uncomfortable. Certain members of Congress have said so with the way this came about, but I think now is the time to put... You know, aside a lot of the personal feelings, I hope they can be addressed. Do you have any? Do you have any idea the focus what focus be on the issue?
0: Do you, have any idea the what per- show. do you have any idea what percentage of the Democrats are not going to be at the at the speech? Like, because you you follow this stuff right. in terms right. of of in terms of who's yeah, making. Right now, it's small. It is small. And, and, and do you have any issues, and, including some members
5: of the Black Caucus? Charlie Rangel said so, and others, and the, and and Greg Meeks from the New York area. They should hear from their constituents who are concerned about it.
0: Right, and we keep hearing about certain members of Congress that are that are on the fence. That would also be a very good idea. If you know that your member of Congress is on the fence about being at that speech or not, you could call and have some influence in terms of he or she making that decision one way or the other. And the other thing is, you have any idea if, and I know you'll be in Israel this coming week, so you'll probably know more, but you have any idea how this is playing in terms of the polls in Israel? I know we don't trust polls in Israel and all that, but, but one could figure that BB's either getting, you know, re- a real backlash or a real bump uh, with this whole, you know, uh, with this whole controversy over to speech. Do you have any clue which one it is?
5: All right. I have to conclude now because the chancellor is walking in, but so far the polls have supported BB and the people, uh, I think recognize the importance of the issue. They're confused about the process, but the, I think overall the polls that I've seen seem to indicate that they have not heard BB's uh, political standing.
0: Next week from Jerusalem? Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a wonderful Shabbos in Vienna. There he is, Malcolm homeline Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations He's on this unique mission with leadership of the uh, Jewish world in, uh, American Jewry, I should say, in Vienna, Austria. That's where he'll be spending Shabbos next week. He'll join us from Jerusalem. Tried to get as much of the weekly update in as possible. I think you, anybody who heard the last 20 minutes got the feeling that the, the room that Malcolm was in was either uh, filling up or was becoming less and less uh, conducive to conduct a phone conversation as time was going on. But we did get we got twenty minutes in there, right? We got about twenty minutes uh, from Vienna on the issues of the day. Covered a lot of stuff regarding this crazy world of ours. This time, each and every Friday, every erev Shabbos. With oh, before I um, introduce Rabbi Yudin, I noticed that there is a. Uh, a specific announcement that came out from his synagogue, Congregation Shomre Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey. And I'll take a minute just to give that information to you. Uh, here at JM and the AM. We'll bench Roschodesh tomorrow. Roschodesh Adar will be Thursday and Friday. And um, Believe it or not, the Dalid Parshios, the four special Parshios of this time of year, starts already tomorrow. I couldn't believe it when I realized that yesterday. <laughs> so it's Erev Shabbos Parshas Mishpatim and Erev Shabbos Shkolem. Candle lighting at 5.06 on this Erev Shabbos. So on Monday, February the 16th, this coming Monday, uh, President's Day, Rabbi Mordechai Willig at 8 o'clock Monday evening will speak for men and women on the topic of what I do versus what I am. Job, family, community, Torah, and mitzvot, what defines me? Uh, at 8.45 p.m. or by Dr. Abraham J. Twersky on middle age and beyond. Coming closer to Hashem as we get older and wiser. It's all happening at Shomre Torah, Morelot Avenue, in Fairlawn, New Jersey. Of course, both this coming Monday night. This time each and every Friday, every of Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present... Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week.
8: Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Mishpatim. Pashas Mishpatim according to the Chinuch is an exceedingly rich parsha, containing twenty three positive mitzvos and thirty restrictions. Among these mitzvos, we have the basis of Seder Nazikin, most of the laws of Bava Kama, Bava Metzia, Bava Basra, the laws governing man's Interaction with his fellow man in terms of damages, torts, etc. And much of Seder Noshim is also found in this week's Parsha. In addition, tomorrow, this Shabbos, is the first of the four Parshios. Hard to believe it, but we are really moving... And the Shabbos before Rosh Chodesh Ador, which is this Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh Ador, believe it or not, is next Thursday and Friday, and so the very first Mishnah. In Shkalem, tells us that be'echod be'ador on Rosh Chodesh Adar, mashmiin al they would announce to the people that everybody should ready their Shkalem. Shkalem refers to the beginning of Parshas Kisisa, which is what we're going to read from the second Torah. Please God, tomorrow, which is the beginning of Parshas Kisisa, chapter 30 in the book of Shmos, starting with Pasuk 11 through Pasuk 16. We read there about the annual contribution slash tax that each individual had to give a half shekel. The purpose of this half shekel While the Torah does not state this explicitly, the purpose of this half shekel was to pay for all the communal offerings. And so, every morning in the Beis HaMikdash, on every day of the year, without exception, there was the Korban Tomid Shel Shachar, the morning offering constant. Every afternoon was the korban Tomid shabainu rabayim. Who paid for this? Our maksis has shekel. Each person's half shekel was taken. All the monies were brought to the Beis Migdosh, and there from these monies the communal offerings including all korbanos musaf were purchased. Now, while we don't yet have the third Pesach Migdash, I really believe that our reading, studying, is not only a fulfillment of that which the Navi teaches us, Unishalma Purim Svaseinu, that our lips should bring the bullocks, the korbonos, meaning what we cannot do in actuality. Because in this case, we don't have the third base Amigdash. Our reading about it and studying it should be looked upon by Hashem as if we actually did it. But if you ask me, I really believe that this second Sefer Torah, this Shabbos, bespeaks of an incredible optimism that we have, we are so sure that there will be that third Besamigdash, that we will in the future give a Marxist HaShekel, that just as in the past we readied ourselves in practice, now we are reminding ourselves as to what the obligation is, and pining and yearning for that opportunity. And indeed, it reflects the incredible optimism of our people. This being Parashas Mishpatim, I'd like to do something a little bit different today in honor of Parashas Mishpatim. Time permitting, I'd like to share with you three different halachic scenarios. I'll be honored If you would discuss all of them, any of them, at your Shabbos table over this Shabbos, these three cases come from Rabbi Yisraq Zilberstein Shlita, his third volume of the Harivna. Each of the three volumes of questions and answers, and it's not simply the answer, but in each case, he gives us the halachic sources as to where to find and go about attaining an answer, both in the Talmud and the later sources. And so for case number one, I'll be honored if you discuss this around your Shabbos table. Ruvain is the good guy. He's driving his car, Arab Shabbos, and he sees Shimon walking down the road carrying three shopping bags. He pulls over and says, Shimon, can I give you a lift? Sure thing. Shimon takes his three bags, puts them in the back of the car, and Ruvain takes him and takes him home, door-to-door service. Shimon takes two of his bags, thanks Ruvain profusely, and doesn't realize that he's left one bag behind. Shimon then proceeds to his house, gets out of the car, doesn't look in the back, and everybody is well over Shabbos. Shimon Ruven, excuse me, doesn't use his car until Sunday morning. He opens up the door Sunday morning, Shabbos was a very hot day, and the car wretches. It has a terrible putrid odor. He looks in the back and he says, Oh no, that bag that was left behind, and he realizes where the bag came from. It came from Shimon, to whom he gave that lift on Friday afternoon, contained at that time frozen chickens. The heat of the day of Shabbos caused unfortunately these chickens to defrost, and the terrible odor that emitted therefrom came into the carpet of the car. All the washing didn't help, And now, Ruvain has to replace the carpet of his car for a thousand shkolim. Does he have the right to go over to Shimon and say, Shimon, I'm sorry to tell you, you owe me a thousand shkolim for ruining my carpet. Your answer, please. Now, listen carefully. The process is equally exciting. I want to send you, as Rav Zilbishtin does, and I'll be honored if you make a note of this, to the Gemara in Bavakama 48b. And there, in the Gemara Bavakama, we find about an ox who falls into a well which belonged to somebody else, and as a result, caused, spoiled the water. So in that case there, the Mishnah tells us that the owner of the ox has to pay for the damage that was done. But listen carefully. The Talmud says this is only if the actual damage happened at the time of the falling. Why? because if it happens later on, the owner of the ax is patur-exempt, and the Talmud says, because, interestingly, and I quote from the Talmud, have a shore bore. Among the various laws that we're going to read, the Shabbos and Parshas Mishpatim, are the laws of a bore, a pit. Now, we generally look upon a pit as literally something dug in the ground. But from we see from the Talmud now that if something does damage without moving when it itself is quote stationary, it takes on the laws of a bore. And regarding bore, we find Shama, Shor O the rabbis teach us again in Kamma that it's Shor and chamor You're not you're not guilty if vessels or other things break as a result of the boar. And therefore the water which becomes contaminated if it becomes contaminated after the fact. That is like Kalim, and therefore the owner of the axe should be Potor. And therefore, perhaps, you could say in this case here, that the one Shimon who left the bag of chickens, at the time that he left it in the back seat of the car, it was doing no damage at all. It was only later on... and perhaps we should compare this to the odor of the uh, ox that fell into the pit, into the well, and therefore perhaps he should be exempt. I can only tell you that the bottom line is as found on page 154 in the third volume of HaRevna, Revel Yoshev Sechet Tzadik Lev-Rachav, who was the father-in-law of Rebzobestin in this case here ruled that Shimon the one who received the ride is obligated to pay for the carpeting why he's considered adamamazik he's considered a person who does damage why because from the moment that he brought the chickens into the car, he should have realized the potential damage this could do, and therefore his forgetting about it is his pshia, his negligence, and therefore he has to pay for the damage. This is case one. The second case that I'd like to share with you is the following interesting one. We have... A once again, a Ruvain and a Shimon. Ruvain wants to have his house painted. Shimon says, I'll come and give you an estimate. He gives him an estimate which is too high for Ruvain. As Shimon was about to leave, he says, wait a minute, I'll tell you what. I'll do the job if you pay me, in this case here, a thousand shkaleim, but that painting on the wall, I'll take that for the rest of my payment. Ruvain says, fine. Shimon does an excellent job. Ruvain has the thousand dollars, thousand shkolim, and he's about to give him the painting when Mrs. Ruvain says, excuse me, what do you think you're doing? He says, what do you mean? I'm giving him, she says, no, you're not. This painting has sentimental value to me, and so they go to Besden. What do you say? Does Shimo get the painting? And the answer is, no. The question is, does Ruvain get a Mishapora? Which means, does he get a curse for not keeping his word? And the Chazonish says, no, he does not. Because there's an onus here. Something beyond Ruvain's control. In this case here, his wife. Very interesting. The third case I'd like to share with you is exciting. And that is Ruvain is the caterer. Shimon comes and orders 300 portions for a simcha that he's having. Ruvain the caterer comes to the affair earlier and sees an 8-year-old boy crying outside the kitchen. What is it, little boy? says Ruvain to him. Well, unfortunately, mommy doesn't have food in the house. She sent me here. I went into the kitchen to try to get some food. And one of the cleaning help chased me out, said the caterer, just wait. He goes into the kitchen, he takes ten portions, puts them in two bags, gives it to the boy, the boy goes home. The rest of the evening was perfect. At the end of the simcha, Shimon, the Baal Simcha, sits down with his checkbook and is about to pay Ruvain for the affair. How much do I owe you? Says Ruvain, I got to tell you, I prepared for 300. But, listen carefully, tells him about the boy. I gave out ten portions. Therefore, I'm only charging you for 290. At that moment, Shimon, the host, doesn't blink. He says, what are you talking about? You're not going to take away my mitzvah. I ordered 300, and I want to pay for 300. I want the mitzvah of as well. So the first thing I say is, wow. Umik, Amcho Yisrael, who was like this Jewish people? And I say that Jewish people, Halavai, should always fight only about this. No, I want the mitzvah. No, I want the mitzvah. I'm not going to charge you 300. Yes, I'm going to pay for 300. Wow. So, what would you say, my friends? Rav ruled with the caterer. Because until the food comes out, It belongs to him. If unfortunately the food were to have burnt in the kitchen, the caterer would be responsible. Until it comes out, it's his to do with as he pleases. He's ultimately responsible to provide it. But in this case here, he gave 10 of his portions away. Shimon only has to pay for 290. I hope, number one, that you enjoy I hope number two, not only that you'll discuss some of these cases, but you realize that our Torah is very applicable, and these laws of Mishpatim are, thank God, applicable today as the day they were given at Sinai. Shabbat Shalom to all.
1: I am not Kol oh, beruvim veja'imim, shehemayim shomayim, erez veja'imim, kol tivam ra'im, geva'im vera'im, tanim yada ha'yasr yemim, ki be'kashem toraylamim. Ashadi Diber Lehyam Sgur Loh Soy, Shomoy Lekadishoy, Meyibay Yoy Vyad Sey Soy, Shabos Kodesh Yoy Mchemdosh Soy, Kivay kemikal Kermikav Memah HaTom. Uybimish Vaz Shabbos Yo, hi, ish, le, yah, kol tah, ho, in, <Hebrew> <speaking> in <Hebrew> Matamin, proi matamin, bruvakh ne diva izakalera vechal, kal hamis angim ba, vijas izgaljain, khayejay lam. Arnlu kivarashem azun no fino
0: Friday morning broadcast at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial. Erev Shabbos Parsha's Mishpatim, Erev Shabbos Shkullim with candle lighting at 5.06. That, of course, was the great Ben Sion Shanker with those two selections. will bench Rosh Chodesh Adar. Rosh Chodesh Adar will be Thursday and Friday. Rosh Chodesh will be Thursday and Friday. Nine degrees, the wind chill at minus three. It's supposed to be 3 degrees Sunday night, so it gets set for a very, very cold weekend. Sunny today, high 23, tonight down to 13. My gosh. My gosh. What's happened to this world? <laughs> JM and the A. AM looking forward tomorrow night to celebrating with the young Israel of Teenek. Mazel Tov to the Zamek and Low families. They're being recognized um, tomorrow evening. Pretty unusual of t dinner. Look forward to seeing everybody there. I uh, look forward to seeing everybody Sunday morning at the Synagogue at a Suburban Tourist Center in Livingston, New Jersey. I've been invited to discuss prayer. A, um, the suspicion is that because of the nature of this job for the last 31 years, that I've had some interesting experiences as prayer goes. So my views on what they call prayer priorities and people will be the bulk of our conversation on Sunday morning, 9.15, officially after the 8.30 Minion. And I look forward to that synagogue of a suburban tourist center in Livingston, New Jersey. I look forward to being in Livingston Sunday for that presentation. Monday morning, it's a legal holiday, but we're here. And I'm hoping that we're going to have a very special 8 o'clock hour on Monday. We're trying to arrange for a... uh, for someone very prominent in the whole Dershu, Dafiyomi Bahalaha system to join us and discuss some of the things that we need to know as we enter the period of time known as the Dalid Parshios and Rosh Chodesh Adar and Purim coming up, etc., etc. So we'll hopefully have that for you on Monday here at JM and the AM. And if you have the weekend off, or whether you don't have the weekend off, we uh, hope you enjoy the uh, holiday weekend here in the United States. A quarter before 9 o'clock, it's J.M. in the M with her, Ibaruch Chait. Company, 11 minutes before 9 o'clock. You think ZK is listening to us right now? I think he's tuned in at Gourmet Glot. Those of you who want to see a great show, you have two options. Go to Gourmet Glot right now because in 11 minutes from now, Naomi Nachman is starting a live show that we call Table for Two. She has great guests, wonderful cooking demonstrations, free giveaways, etc., etc. So that's option one. Or you could watch it on NahumSiegel.com. You could listen to it on JMNAM.org. Whichever one you wish, uh, whatever method you use, we suggest and strongly suggest that you tune in and enjoy. Naomi Nachman, it's a live show coming up between 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, right after JMNAM, about 10 minutes from now, from Gourmet Glot, Spruce Street in Cedarhurst, food and wine tastings, cooking demos, Food sample giveaways. ZK and Miriam L. Wallach and Danny Goldberg might be listening to this right now as we span. And Naomi might be listening to this right now in Gourmet Glot, getting together their last-minute preparations for the big show coming up. Uh, don't forget, you can watch the whole thing on alchomsiegel.com. You can listen on jmnam.org. And um, you could go down to Spruce Street and Cedarhurst and actually enjoy... The live presentation at Gourmet Glot starting at nine o'clock this morning. That may be the most fun aspect of the, uh, of all the different methods. Maybe the best one to do. Baruch Levine is next. It's JM in the AM. Company with Anam Zmiros here at J M in the A M. Please keep in mind Vital Bas Miriam for a for Shlema. Vital Bas Miriam for a for Shlema. Your help with that greatly appreciated. Please keep in mind Shlomo Yitzchak Ben Elka for a for Shlema. Shlomo Yitzchak Ben Elka for a Rfuishlema. And again, your help with that is greatly appreciated. J.M. and the AM on this Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, we get set for Parshish Mishpatim and Shabbos Shkullin. Want to wish a Mazel Tov to Gavi Berger of Teaneck, New Jersey. His Ufruf is this Shabbos, and we wish his wonderful parents and the entire family a big, big Mazel Tov. The wedding taking place to Arena uh, Shafrin in Baltimore, Maryland, this coming Sunday. So to the Shaffron and Burger families, we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Time to say good Shabbos. It's Journeys at JM in the AM. My brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM Dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmnam.org. I'm told there's a slight technical problem with the video stream that's coming out of Gourmet Glot for the Naomi Nachman Table for Two program so be patient in terms of the videos, a video stream. Hopefully that will be available on NahumSiegel.com in the next few minutes. But certainly the audio on jmdm.org and on the NSN app is fine. You'll be able to hear the entire show starting now if you go there. And uh, we wish Naomi good luck. She's at Gourmet Glot with another phenomenal show in just about 20 seconds from now. Have a fabulous Shabbos. Wonderful week.